0: Sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Gonasius. You can find me on Twitter at Tino JR20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E T H O S M A R I N E R S. So, today's podcast, we're going to be covering uh, Saturday's Mariners game. That was May 27th. Uh, It was the Pittsburgh Pirates visiting the Seattle Mariners. Pirates came into this game 26 and 24. Mariners, 26 and 25. Uh, We'll cover this game, a little bit of play-by-play, talk a bit about Luis Castillo's success in this game, Uh, obviously uh, Julio Rodriguez starting to hit the ball hard every single time at bat, and then the promised uh, deep dive into Gabe Spire that we did not cover on the last pod we will uh, cover today. So with that pitching matchup for Saturday's game was uh, Vince Velasquez, who was a well-traveled, I guess you could call him a journeyman, fastball, slider pitcher, came up as a prospect with the Astros against Luis Castillo. Uh, the Mariners ended up winning this game, uh, excuse me, wound up winning this game 5-0. Uh, Luis Castillo was vintage, um, amazing, fabulous Luis Castillo in this game. A uh, couple of tweaks in his uh, approach and um Uh, location in this game that really uh, allowed him to excel. So the Mariners scored three in the first. Uh, They scored one in the second. They added one in the seventh. And this was more than enough, obviously, to win the game 5-0. In the top of the first, Luis Castillo surrendered a uh, single to to Tucapita Marcano on a middle-middle 96-mile-an-hour fastball. That was the first pitch of his game. Castillo surrendered no hits after that. So six innings of no hit ball outside of that single on the first pitch. Why was this first pitch to uh, to Capita Marcano important? It was one of the only pitches that I saw uh, Castillo not locate where he wanted it to. Um, so this was 96 middle middle, gave up the single. Uh, I spoke a little bit a couple of podcasts ago about Uh, Luis Castillo's location and I think that it's pretty clear at this point uh, when he's not hitting his spots you know he is a good pitcher but not a a great or elite pitcher he's not an ace when he's not hitting his spots no not many pitchers are when he's hitting his spots he's an American League Cy Young candidate and in this game on Saturday against the Pirates he was certainly putting the ball um, really anywhere he wanted to so he gave up that single to Tucapito Marcano, and from that point forward, he didn't surrender another hit. Um One pitch that we've seen on uh, uh Rob Friedman's pitch ni- Pitching Ninja was a strikeout or the strikeout pitch of Brian Hayes in the top of the fourth. Hayes, a right-handed batter, uh, has had some problems with launch angle and, and hits the ball hard, but hasn't really hit for power as of yet in his career. Probably, I know this is uh, Nolan Arenado blasphemy, but he's probably the best defensive third baseman in the game. This pitch was uh, classified as a sinker because of its movement, but it was way up in the zone, uh, 98.1 miles an hour. And it was at the top of the zone, but it was way inside. It looked like it could have been, I don't know, six inches off the plate. And visually, it looked like a wiffle ball pitch. Uh, It had 17 inches of run, which is absolutely gross. And again, it was a pitch that uh, Pitching Ninja put up on Twitter. It looked like there were holes in the ball. It looked like uh, a video game in a lot of ways. But beautiful pitch to Hayes. I think it was a demonstration of the movement that Luis Castillo has on his pitches right now. Uh, Pretty scary if you're a hitter to be facing that. In the sixth, uh, this was his final inning. Luis Castillo struck out Brian Reynolds, who's a, a pretty good ball player. You know, a player that the Mariners had talked about trying to trade for in the in the past, uh, until he signed his extension with Pittsburgh this year. But he struck him out on a fastball that was up and out of the zone, but it was exactly where he wanted to locate it. You could tell by where Cal Raleigh set up that that was the location that that uh, uh, Castillo wanted it. So fastball up and out of the zone for strike three. Um, Swinging strike three, and then he struck out uh, Carlos Santana on a 90 mile an hour changeup that was low and outside. But it started as a looking like a fastball on the low and outside corner, and just dove away. Uh, throughout this game, his control was was absolutely impeccable. So Castillo ended up going six innings, a one hit ball, two walks, ten strikeouts. The interesting part to me was that, for one, his velocity on his fastball and his sinker was up. Um, On the fastball, it was up 1.3 miles an hour, and on the sinker, 1.4. So his fastball was averaging 97.2 in this game. Uh, His slider was down 0.3 miles an hour to average 85.6, which is still in anything above 84, 85 miles an hour with the slider is considered a very, very good pitch. Uh, If you can command it, it's very difficult for a hitter to adjust uh, to the to the movement. But the spin on the slider was also up 70 revolutions. And so he was throwing it about the same uh, at the same velocity, but with more spin, uh, giving it more movement. So the slider. Well, let's start with the fastball fastball. He threw 45 fastballs out of 99 pitches, which was 45 percent of the time. In his previous start against Oakland, he threw forty-one fastballs, which was forty-one percent of the time. So, slight increase in forcing fastball usage. The slider he threw twenty-three of them for twenty-three percent, but in his start against Oakland, it was thirteen sliders, which was thirteen percent. So, ten percent increase on the slider. Sixteen changeups. The previous game it was twenty-seven. So, eleven uh, percent increase on the on the changeup. And then the sinker he threw fifteen of them in the previous game he threw 20. So as we've spoken about when Castillo was a Cincinnati Red, he was primarily a uh, sinker slider and much of the sinker or sinker uh sinker slider changeup and the sinker changeup usage was in theory to keep the ball in the park in Cincinnati because it's probably the the best hitter's park in the game. Mariners tweaked his approach uh, last year and this year, to add much more four seam fastball, much more slider. And I think he's a much better pitcher because of it. And in this last game, you saw his four seam and his slider increase uh, usage quite a bit. And he was, as we said, he's uh, six innings, one hit ball, 10 strikeouts. So absolutely dom- dominant. He got 24 whiffs on 49 pitches, which is a 49% whiff rate. That's Uh, essentially unheard of 12 of those whiffs on 27 swings on the four seam fastball. And then the slider and the changeup, there were seven swings on each and five whiffs on each. Basically the pirates couldn't touch him. And uh, this, again, his stuff is, was a slightly better than his previous start, but I wouldn't say it was demonstratively better. I think the, the real difference between Castillo right now and Castillo Say a month ago is his ability to locate, but he he looked amazing. So between Castillo and Kirby, that gives the Mariners one uh, A and one B at the top of the rotation. Uh, the offense looked great in the first. Uh, J.P. Crawford led off with a double. I love him in the leadoff spot. He's looked phenomenal. He's not your prototypical leadoff hitter because he's not very fast, but he's been getting on base a ton and providing a ton of energy at the top of the lineup. This was a foreseen fastball, 93 miles an hour. That was a strike, but in the middle of the zone. And uh, he lined it down the right field line. It was 106 off the bat. Ty France came up, and on pitch number five, he doubled on a middle-middle slider down the left field line to score J.P. Crawford. So 1-0 Mariners. And then with two outs, uh, Eugenio Suarez got pretty lucky on a check swing single to right field, popped the ball up, it just happened to fall in the right place. And then Cal Raleigh single to center and Tao hit an RBI double to left field on a hanging slider. Uh that was 106 off the bat. Anything that anything with bend that tail hits to me is a is a good sign. So Mariners go up three one or three zero, bottom of the first. In the uh second inning, they scored again. I gotta talk about Cold Wong for a minute. So Wong led off the second. And he had a swinging strike three on a 93 mile an hour fastball from Vincent Velasquez. And, you know, while it's okay to have swing a little bit of swing and miss and certainly uh, present day major league hitters strike out a lot more than previously, this pitch was, you know, probably eight inches up way outside of the zone. Uh, I know he's struggling right now, but, this is a Colton Wong to me as a player at this point that you really can't play when he's chasing pitches like that. It was, it was pretty ugly. Uh, He does something similar uh, in the bottom of the fourth against left-hander Jose Hernandez. I know he wasn't signed to hit against left-handers, but he faced four sliders and two fastballs. Only two of those six pitches were strikes and uh, his swinging strike three was on a slider that was low and away. It was way outside of the zone. Um, just two pretty horrendous, uh, ugly at bats to start the game for Colton Wong. But after Wong came up in the bottom of the second, JP Crawford singled up the middle, Ty France, uh, walked and then Julio hit an RBI double on the second pitch. He saw both were forcing fastballs. He fouled off a middle, middle fastball, uh, for strike one. And then he got a 92 mile an hour fastball up and in, uh, that was still a strike and it was one Oh nine off the bat, uh, Julio's crushing the ball right now and, you know, he's not elevating it quite the way we would want to see. Uh, he also, a lot of the pitches that he's getting in the air or the, the hits he's getting in the air are going to right center and right field. And you'd like to see him get out in front of it a little more, but boy, it's hard to complain about uh, how hot Julio is right now. So Julio had an RBI double. And then Jared Kelnick struck out on the 82 mile an hour slider. That was middle away. Eight pitch at bat. I consider that a, a very good at bat to see eight pitches. And then, uh, Gino Suarez uh, struck out on a, on a slider that was hanging, but it was away. The offense, uh, in the fourth, Julio lined just uh, one hit of note. Julio lined out on a slider to, to third. There was a great play by uh, uh, to Brian Hayes, who's 102 off the bat, and the X. Ex- Expected batting average according to baseball savant was uh 6'10 on that batted ball. Uh again, key Brian Hayes, gold glove, third baseman, but it's just proof that Julio is really hitting the crap out of everything. So bottom seven, uh Julio singled to left 107 um off the bat, off a slider. Both were low, but uh in the middle of the zone strikes off of Dowry Moreta. Uh he went to went to third. Or, assuming he went to second um, on a stolen base, and then moved to third on the E two, and then Suarez uh, hit a fly ball to shallow center where Julio scored. He's originally called out, and then uh, on the review is called safe. So that's the scoring for the Mariners. Those are the five runs. Mariners had a bunch of relief pitchers come in to uh, to kind of mop up after after uh, Luis Castillo's. Uh, brilliant six innings. Gabe Spire, who we'll talk about a little bit later, came in and pitched two thirds of an inning, gave up a hit, struck one out. Uh, Matt Brash, third of an inning, strikeout. Trevor Gott came in, one inning, two strikeouts. And then Justin Topa, one inning, one walk, three strikeouts. The Pirates are not an easy, not an easy out. Uh, Pirates have quite a few players that are playing well this year. I consider you know, this isn't the Pirates of old. This isn't Luis Castillo facing the Athletics. The Pirates are a 500 team. Um, Brian Reynolds is a legitimate Major League bat. Uh, unfortunately, O'Neill Cruz, who's their 6'7 uh, phenom shortstop, has been injured for the last couple of months. He would have been really fun to see here in Seattle. But uh, the lineup still is not bad at all. And for Castillo to dominate like this is uh, is – Pretty outstanding, and I think a, a really great sign of things to come. I can't say enough about Mariners pitching so far; they've been um, out of this world. So, Gabe Spire came in. We talked about uh, doing a deep dive of Spire uh, last pod. We didn't get to it. Certainly, we'll try to do this with one player uh, each pod, or one player every every couple of pods, just to to talk a little bit more about an individual Mariner, uh, Game Spire. Was drafted, so he's 5'11", 200 pounds, uh, 28 years old, left-handed relief pitcher for the Mariners. Uh, it's been quite a uh, journey for him through the minors and, and majors uh, since he was drafted by the Red Sox in the 19th round, 563rd overall out of California in 2013. He was a high schooler then. Uh, so far this season, he's 1-1 one one with the 2.79 ERA. Uh, 19 and a third inning, 16 hits, two walks, 17 Ks, and a 0, 0.93 WHIP. Uh, those are pretty good numbers. And you know, one of the one of the perceived weaknesses of the Mariners coming into 2023 was their lack of uh, left-handed relief pitching. Now it's a little less important now than it used to be uh given that relief pitchers either have to end an inning or face uh three batters before they can come out previously we used to see left-handed relievers you know face one batter and be done but uh in the name of of speeding the game up and not having so many uh pitching changes at the end of games baseball changed this a few years ago in any case uh Spire has been really uh, uh, a revelation for the Mariners so far this year, and I don't think it's it's fool's gold. Uh, in addition to the two seven nine ERA and the zero nine three WHIP, he struck out twenty three point six percent of the batters he's faced, and he's only walked two point eight percent of the batters he's faced. The walk rate is um, elite. Uh, when I'm looking in fantasy, when I'm looking for uh, both, well, primarily starters, but relievers too uh quite often uh strikeout percentage minus walk percentage equaling 20% or greater is a very good place to start uh what it demonstrates is the ability to strike batters out and obviously not walk a ton uh Gabe Spire his uh K minus BB as of right now is 20.8% which is um again something that I look for in fantasy he's also uh his batted ball profile against is his ground ball rate is 59.6%, which is incredibly high. Um, because he has a high ground ball rate, you know, you could see more ground ball hits, uh, than one may want, but, and there's a lot of luck involved and then positioning and infield range as far as whether that ground ball rate surrenders a lot of hits, but, um, a high ground ball rate coupled with the high strikeout rate is a very good uh a very good mix for a pitcher and his almost 60 percent ground ball rate is phenomenal um it also bodes well when you're bringing gabe spire in with the runner on first because you know he's more likely with that high ground ball rate to uh uh to get a double play the swinging strike rate is 11.4 percent against gabe spire that's not elite i'd say that's Pretty close to average for a starting pitcher, but that's not – strikeouts are not necessarily his game. Uh, So before we dig into some of his splits and his pitches, Spire was traded from the Red Sox to the Detroit Tigers with Ioannis Cespedes and Alex Wilson. Cespedes was a superstar for Rick Porcello uh, in 2014. Porcello at the time was considered a a pretty valuable starting pitcher, uh, more of an innings eater, but he was a part of that trade. It should be said as well that by this point in time, Spire was seen already as a lefty reliever. So his value wasn't going to be tremendous. Uh, He started a total of 13 games in his career uh, since being drafted by the Red Sox in 2013. So, Again by this point it was up it was up in the air but for the most part he was considered a reliever. He's turned around and traded from uh the Tigers to the Braves with e- a left-handed pitcher Ian Kroll for Cameron Mabin outfielder and then again about a month later he was traded to the Diamondbacks with Shelby Miller for Ender Ender Inciarte, Aaron Blair and uh, Dansby Swanson. Uh, the main portion of that trade was Shelby Miller, who was a right-handed flamethrower at the time, uh, for Dansby Swanson, who was a former uh, number one overall pick in shortstop, who now is with the Cubs. Then in 18, he was traded to the Royals uh, with a El- uh, right-handed pitcher, Elvis Luciano, for outfielder John Jay. Then the Mariners claimed him in November of 2022. Um, so really, this was a bit of a reclamation project or a player that that you know was – very, I I would say, typical of Jerry DiPoto and his churn of the roster and of the the bottom of the roster. Always looking for another Justin Topa, another Paul Seawald. Uh, the Mariners have a tremendous ability to take pitchers and tweak them and get them to a place where they're effective major leaguers. And Gabe Spire is the next one in a long line of them. Uh, I think Seawald is probably the 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 best demonstration or the most successful demonstration of that. So what does Spire throw? He throws his sinker 46.5% of the time so far this season, uh, Ninety averages 93.9 miles an hour. He's surrendered a 286 average and a 314 slug against the sinker, but the expected batting average is 231 and the expected slug 255. So a little less lucky on uh, with the sinker an 11.1% whiff rate, which is not very good. But with the sinker ball, most pitchers are looking to induce uh, ground ball contact and are not looking to strike a batter out with the sinker. He throws his slider 31.7% of the time. It averages 84.3 miles an hour, which is just starting to be in range of the velocity you want to see from a slider. Uh, Average against is 222. Here's the crazy part. His slider currently is uh, creating a whiff 42.4% of the time. So, you know, 30% and above whiff rate is considered good. Uh, one of the tells for me when scouting uh, White Sox starting pitcher Dylan Cease heading into 2022 that he might be a lot better than we thought he was was that he had a 40%. Uh, a greater than 40% whiff rate on three different pitches. When you start getting into 40% above, you're talking about a pitch that's um, almost elite. I would not call Spires' slider almost elite yet, uh, just because he's only thrown 19 in the third innings to get to this 42% whiff rate. But if he maintains a 40% whiff rate on the slider uh, the entire season, uh, the Mariners have themselves a gem. because. That's, you know, it's swinging and missing on the slider more um out of five sliders more than two times. And that's it's really truly what you're looking for from a reliever. That's an elite pitch, uh, almost an elite pitch. Uh the four seam fastball is averaging 94.6. He's throwing it 20.2% of the time. Batters are hitting 143 against the fastball, and the fastball is getting a 34.6% whiff rate, which on a four scene which is considered an uh, easier pitch to hit is also uh near elite. So you're talking about two pitches from Spire that are um, getting very good whiff rates and that he's throwing total 51.9% of the time. The other pitch that he's throwing that the sinker while not getting swings and misses is getting a ton of uh, weak ground ball contact. So it. He's just an effective left-handed reliever for the Mariners uh, versus lefties. Currently, um, the splits are 250 average, 250 on base, and a 531 uh, OPS, which is on base plus slugging. 531 OPS is is elite for a pitcher surrendering, surrendering that to a hitter. And versus righties, it's 222 average, 275 on base percentage, and a 553 OPS. So not a real divide between facing right and left-handed um, hitters, which is great because that means you can have Spire face difficult lefties without worrying about whether there's a righty that could hit him coming up afterwards. So again, I I know I spend a lot of time on Mariners pitching, but it really truly is what is carrying uh, the team right now. And I think if the Mariners are going to be a playoff team and compete for a World Series this year, it's going to be on the backs of pitchers like Luis Castillo and Gabe Spire Uh, They look great. Again, this game Saturday was a 5-0 victory for the Mariners. Um, Is really, you know, they keep putting these games together that are uh, exactly what I think, you know, the recipe would be for the Mariners' success. It's a great game from, you know, Julio or Kelnick, uh, one of the the more elite hitters and then uh, elite pitching performances uh, from their starters and relievers. Uh, one other thing to add: the top three in the lineup were uh, six for eleven with four runs and two RBIs, and they were the catalyst for the offense. So, you know, finally, with Castillo, just watch his location, his stuff. If his stuff starts to really truly decline at some point this year, it's it's going to be injury. Um, obviously, that's not not a desired uh, uh, result. But his ups and downs are. 100 percent based in his ability to locate his pitches. and on Saturday he was um locating incredibly well. So Mariners after this game moved to twenty seven to twenty five. Uh, next podcast we will talk about my experience at the game on Sunday. Uh, it was an absolute blast. It was an electric atmosphere. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Mariners podcast from Sports Ethos. Again, you can find me at Twitter, uh, TinoJR20, and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. Again, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon.